Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Who Needs a Classroom podcast. My name is Chris Shreve, a.k.a. C. Shreve the Professor. Uh, it's great to have you here with me today. So um, I want to talk today in kind of a story format. I've done that on here before, and it's, it's kind of fun to um, use that for a, a narrative kind of guide. So today I'm going to talk about branding uh, in the context of an old work story. So I think branding was first introduced to me and its concepts maybe in college. Um, some guys on my team, uh, this is at Virginia Tech, we had uh, become a Nike team, and some guys on my team had, I guess, maybe had an armband or some socks or something, and they didn't, it didn't show the Nike sign, right? So we, they, I guess Nike sent a letter to Coach Beamer saying, you know, hey, you got to have you got to have the Nike branding showing, basically. So that was kind of an early lesson was like, okay, you know, if they're going to sponsor your team and they're going to, you know, put money and kind of make your uniforms and back you, then you better, you know, let that flag fly. So it was an interesting kind of first thing. And then another thing in that same time frame um, was kind of being introduced by Coach Beamer to what the Virginia Tech brand was. And I think it, there was a couple of times where maybe somebody had said something maybe semi-disparaging after a game about the other team. And so Coach got in this habit of the game would be over and you'd almost watch him kind of brainwash us. Like he would say, you know, all right, in the post-game meeting, you got to, you know, we, we talk about the other team with respect. You know, they played hard. We got to comment their their effort, uh, you know, or compliment their effort. We got to, you know, comment on how tough they were, how hard they played. You know, he would almost just feed us these lines so that at the, t- at the post-game conference instead of, having the ability to freelance and maybe say something wrong, he, he would almost have given you these canned lines. And I think it was, and it really was, to, he wanted to kind of brand Virginia Tech as kind of humble winners and, and have this, this attitude that he really wanted to instill in everybody. So that was kind of a branding thing. But the story I wanted to tell with kind of that as my introduction backdrop was uh, when I worked kind of my first real, like, it, was, it wasn't my first real job, but it was, the first real job I was really excited about. I'd had a job working at a, like a hospital wellness center and it was, it was a great first job, but it wasn't like, I wasn't as excited about it. But this next one was, um, and the one the story is from, is from uh, working with Velocity Sports Performance. This was in Greensboro, North Carolina. And um, that, that, that particular one is no longer a Velocity. It's now run by a close friend of mine. Um, but at the time it was run, you know, as this, you know, I guess licensed franchise you know, of this greater model, Velocity Sports Performance. And so at one point I went to the corporate headquarters and did this whole training where I got way more versed in branding. But one of the early branding experiences I had was when I think it was maybe a corporate like partner, maybe he worked in Velocity or he was a friend of the company or I don't know, you know, it was kind of this interesting you know, it was a pretty large corporation, and I guess maybe he was a you know a higher up lawyer, or I'm not even sure you know what vice president type position he had in the company. But anyways, he came to kind of give me some time because I was like the sports performance director. I had to have the ability to work with clients and these kids one on one, help them to do with with their training, but also serve as this business liaison with the owner and with the management and all this. So he was there to kind of I guess kind of you know just train me and, and kind of help f- further standardize me from a corporate perspective. So I got a good bit of branding kind of st- from stuff from him. 
And so <clears throat> this, this one-on-one with this kind of like OG businessman type, uh, we had some one-on-one time and we had some time with my owner slash kind of boss, basically. Um, and we had this hilarious moment, or I thought it was hilarious in hindsight. And so all three of us are in the room and I guess they're really trying to give me my, my branding 101 time. And he says, all right, let's go ahead and let's, let's, let's use this as an example. He says, all right, if you were going to ask for a cola, what would you ask for? And I, like, without <laughs> missing a breath, said a Coca-Cola. And they were like, they both looked at me like I was, you know, completely wrong <laughs> and said, uh, well, and they kind of both were like, well, I don't know, you know, where you're from, but around here, it's, it's a Pepsi. <laughs> and they proceeded to tell me how Pepsi was the preferred brand. And I guess this is, you know, North Carolina, this is the Southern point of view. And I was raised in the South uh, pretty much my whole life in different places around the South. But my parents are from like Pennsylvania. Their, their families maybe are from, from like farther back in Pennsylvania and Ohio and kind of don't represent necessarily the Southern point of view. So to me, Coca-Cola is a bigger American brand. And so to have them kind of attempt to tell me that Pepsi or tell me that I was wrong, that the branding I had received was incorrect. <laughs> and I thought it, it just cracked me up. Like right off the bat, I almost instantly discredited them because that felt ridiculous. Like I was like, I think I think you're wrong here. I think if you go and ask a whole bunch of America, pretty sure Coca-Cola has a pretty large share in the value of you know the cola market, especially in American history. Um, I could be wrong on that. Y'all can inform me if, if I'm wrong there. But it was just an introduction to kind of to like, I felt like showing you how in branding you could get one-sided and think you know what's right, even though there's a whole other perspective here. So it was kind of an interesting backwards lesson I got off the rip was that they had this viewpoint of what was a branded cola, and so did I. And they were two different brands. So that was an interesting um, thing off the bat. So then later this conversation or this kind of session is kind of like an all day or yeah, I think it was an all day session or at least had a morning and an afternoon to it. And, uh, you know, he comes back and it was supposed to be one-on-one time and, and it was good. It was, he was, it was a pretty, you know, educational dude. And then somewhere in there, he's like, he decides to ask me, you know, what, what do I listen to on the way to and from work? And I was just, you know, I was just being honest. And I saw, I told him, listen to hip hop. I, I listen to, the, you know, music that I feel inspired by or like or, you know, and whatnot. And um, he said, oh, okay, that's good. That's good and all. And then he gave me this whole thing on how I should uh, <laughs> should be listening to like motivational speakers and, and really hype myself up and really, you know, educate myself in this other way. And that was all good. That was all fine and good that I liked music. And that was motivational to me. But there was other, you know, he really wanted me to go this other way. And he had these ideas and the stuff he had in, in mind were like, you know, definitely some, you know, corporate hype yourself up. You know, you're going to be the man manager type stuff. And um, and it was just so funny that that whole day's conversations were like, I kind of saw there was a old man viewpoint of branding that was sometimes misled in those moments. And I also saw somebody trying to tell me to not listen to the music I want to listen to, which actually would be help was was helpful at the time. Knowing maybe it was on the radio on one or two jams or or bumping whatever I wanted to bump in the car helped me relate sometimes to the young kids I was hanging out with. It's one of the reasons I was so good at working with the kids and being uh, just having good rapport with everybody was that I was twenty, I think five, twenty six, something like that, um, twenty four somewhere in there. Um, and so I was, you know, could relate to them and it wasn't about getting hyped up and being all like, all right, let's ride, ride, go get it, staff. <laughs> um, I kind of led well because I led by example. That was kind of what I learned in sports was, you know, 
you lead by example and then others kind of fall in behind you and, and try to emulate the, the things you're doing because it's successful. So that was an interesting day in that job is it kind of, I took notes the whole way through on branding and I really understand branding pretty well, especially after I, I they flew me out to, uh, I guess it wasn't LA, but Irving, California, which I think is pretty close to LA. And we, uh, you know, got had a week out there with a bunch of the other SPD sports performance directors and we kind of, you know, understood the challenge ahead of us. And um, that was just a really cool job, made an amazing kind of lifelong friend at that job. And um, that was a job I almost wish I continued to this day because working with kids and helping, you know, these kids with passionate dreams is one of the most epic things because you're really just helping them to train kind of in the Rocky sense, like, you know, their conditioning, their speed, their explosive ability. So they're having to, you know, challenge their, their you know, what they're capable of and, and move through their comfort zones. And it's very much like um, college strength and conditioning, but kind of applied to sometimes those same age kids, but sometimes younger, sometimes kids older who are trying to make the NFL, but have to, you know, have, didn't have the normal route or whatever. And so they're having to keep pursuing that goal or, or they want to, you know, keep chasing the dream, so to speak. So um, that's a badass job though, uh, training folks like that. I miss that. Uh, one day I may go back over there and, you know, work some. I'm probably going to take my, my son there eventually. We, we do that out um, on the basketball court and the tennis court now because he's, he's like 10, so I'm giving the introductory stuff right now. Um, so <laughs> this is mainly about branding and kind of just this idea. I think that was a very much a, a kind of a keyword term, pop culture term for artists and whatnot because artists and um, bands and folks in the music sphere, I mean, you're, you're band or your artist name that's your brand you know and so it ends up being you know are you consistent do you show up on time are you a good performer do you engage with the crowd they start to know and they book you because they know when this band shows up when this act shows up they kill they bring a crowd they sell their merch they're professional all these things that kind of becomes attached to your name to, as an artist and that's your brand so if you don't understand branding you know the internet's filled with things about this um, but I had an interesting story where I definitely got the messages, messages of what branding is, but in the process, I kind of learned how misinterpreted, misinterpreted your message can be or folks' ideas about what is successful branding and whatnot. So it was an interesting uh, day at, at the job. Um, you know, if you've tried to hustle as a rapper or as, you know, say a small town promoter, try to make some shows pop off, you've, you've experienced this of trying to, you know, have your name or your, you know, your series of events have some value. You know, you have to really kind of build every show upon the next one. Uh, same type of thing happens for the young rapper with his releases or with a band with their albums or whatever it might be with release schedules. It's kind of kind of showing people you're consistent and you're you know, this is what you are and this is where you're going. And then, and then they kind of want to come back for more. A podcast is like that too. Starting a podcast, you're trying to keep it up, keep up with it weekly. And, you know, each one is kind of building on the next and, and that becomes what you're about <laughs> or whatever, you know, those things that start to stand out and, and kind of shine through. So if you're trying to brand yourself, um, you know, look up some information about that. It's helpful to kind of be informed as it is in every other case. So I wasn't really so much giving you a full education on branding here, but I had an interesting time uh, being educated about branding in my life, especially um, through folks who thought they knew all about how it worked. So sometimes, you know, you got to pay attention, but then also kind of take notes in your own way in your brain and not get brainwashed, just kind of end up allowing the good things they do have to inform your perspective in a new way. So the trip out to LA was actually really informative. 
Um, I really enjoyed that. It kind of helped to provide counterbalance to the one-on-one stuff with the, uh, with the OG and with my boss who really, really tried to, I think for like a good 30 or 40 seconds or maybe a minute or two, tried to explain to me how Pepsi was definitely the dominant branding uh, around this area. And I was kind of like, I guess, you know, I, they kind of, I decided to kind of, you know, agree to disagree about the end. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, good talking with y'all. Uh, hope y'all are doing well. Continue to take care of yourselves. Continue to distance. Continue to wash your hands consistently and often. Continue to wear your masks. Uh, continue to make good choices. Uh, matters, as you know, out here every day. So thank y'all. I uh, hope y'all are well. Peace. Uh, who needs a classroom? You do. I do. We do. Peace, y'all.